Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, which features the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The rise in popularity of drones for recreational use in Singapore and around the world has sparked interest and concerns, along with hot discussions about privacy, safety and commercial impact. How these unmanned aircraft are regulated has also been garnering attention. Are the concerns valid? What are the limitations arising from the technology? What are the regulations like globally and in Singapore? Where and how is the best balance struck? How can we better regulate the use of drones in sensible and proportionate ways? In this podcast, SMU Assistant Professor Chen Siyuan from the School of Law shares why some of these concerns are overstated and compares the regulations of drones around the world. He also proposes legislative tweaks that provide a better balance. Professor, what is the present situation in terms of interests and concerns around drones? In your view, are these concerns rational and valid? Well, when we talk about drones, we're really talking about what are essentially uh, ready-to-fly quadcopters. So it's like more like a helicopter rather than the sort of drones that you see on TV. And these uh, quadcopters, they can carry cameras, which are capable of taking uh, pictures as well as video. And the main concerns with these drones are that, uh, number one, they could be an intrusion on people's privacy because uh, drones could fly up to somebody's house or window and take pictures and videos without the homeowner's permission. Uh, the other main concern is safety. How reliable is this technology? Uh, is the drone likely to fall out of the sky? Uh, can the drone be used to carry weapons, maybe to, uh, to commit terrorism? Uh, or will people just be irresponsible in, in using these drones and would they, short of it falling out of the sky, maybe just crash into people even if they're flying at a low altitude? Um, but I think that these concerns are exaggerated for the most part because people don't really understand the technology behind these drones and the limitations of the technology. How does the technology work? And what are some limitations arising from it? Uh, first of all, the technology behind the drones is really evolving quite quickly. So you have things like GPS that is built into the drone uh, that really allows the user to control uh, the drone with a fair amount of accuracy and from quite a long distance as well. In terms of the control of the camera and that controls the photos and videos, uh, there are very complex gimbal technologies that allow the pictures and images to be very stable. But at the same time, the sort of lenses that are being used with these drones are not entirely suitable for spying. They tend to be ultra-wide angle types of lenses, at most super-wide angle. And so the picture quality at this point is still not very good if, if you're talking about consumer drones. Uh, of course, there are professional drones which are much more expensive and I suppose more reliable, but such drones, they make a lot of noise, they're highly visible. So again, not terribly suitable for spying, but that still leaves the problem of safety. Uh, again, the technology is evolving very quickly. There are many fail-safe mechanisms that build into the drones, such as propeller redundancy, uh, battery redundancy, which makes these drones actually fairly safe to use. What are regulations on drones like around the world and in Singapore? How do they compare? Singapore is probably considered on the stricter side. The height limit for consumer drones is 200 feet or about 60 meters. So it really depends on what you see these drones 
uh, what their purpose is, right? If you look at them as uh, something to take pictures and videos, 60 meters is not terribly high. You can't really see much from 60 meters. You are better off maybe uh, walking up or taking a lift up a high-rise flat or maybe even an office building. So the drone doesn't give you any advantage if you set the height limit at 60 meters. The other sort of limits that governments put in place would be speed limits, uh, what sort of use you can use with the photos and videos that you take. So some countries, they say you cannot uh, take any photos and videos if it trespasses on somebody's property or if it invades another person's privacy. Uh, then there are also other regulations such as can you fly the drone at night? Must you be able to see the drone when you fly it or can you rely on the technology that gives you a first-person view, basically what the drone sees, you see. Based on the parliamentary debates when they created new legislation for these drones, it seems that they are not prepared to be very liberal on the use of drones. It's a wait-and-see attitude. And in fact, they see drones not so much for personal use, but for government use. So let's say a government wants to uh, get an aerial view of, let's say they want to survey property or the geography. They see drones as useful for that. So it's not so much for personal consumption. With Singapore, it's really more about governmental use rather than personal use. The limitations on personal use, like I said, 60 meters, can't fly at night, uh, can't have first-person view. You can't go beyond a certain speed limit. The weight limit, Singapore is actually quite liberal. They allow you up to, to fly up to 7 kg, I believe. Um, but 7 kg is quite massive and actually quite dangerous. So I'm not too sure that we, we have really figured out uh, what's the best way to regulate. In other countries, uh, they have plenty of uh, lobbying groups, um, academics being consulted. Uh, so I think there's much more robust uh, discussions that are going on in other countries. But having said that, Singapore is a small country. Intuitively, uh, you think that there's not that much space, whether airspace or ground space, to fly drones. So in a sense, it's understandable. But because this is such new technology, I just think that we should really spend more time thinking about uh, how we can create laws that, that make sense and are a little more future-proof. Where has there been more balanced regulation? Well, within Asia itself, I think Hong Kong is a good example. It's a good example because, like us, they have land scarcity. Uh, there are plenty of skyscrapers. Despite that, there actually are not that many regulations in Hong Kong. They pretty much leave it to the users to behave responsibly. The, their step-by-step -step approach is to see how users uh, use the technology, whether there are any real problems before they decide to put in ironclad rules, which will be difficult to change later on. And so far, it appears to be working. I mean, if you go to Hong Kong, uh, you actually see plenty of air traffic going on all the time, but you don't see users uh, trying to interfere with that. They are quite responsible in their use. They don't try to fly in highly urbanized areas, though there are occasional users who do that. But that is, I suppose, an extreme example. But extremes can go either way. So in the US, for instance, they haven't really come up with clear laws yet, but what they're proposing is to effectively shut down the use of drones uh, by consumers altogether. And I think that's rather unfortunate. So between these two extremes, you have countries like Canada, which actually do allow you to fly at quite a reasonable height limit they do allow you to fly at night if you get permission. They do allow you to fly uh, with just first-person view if you get permission. So I think that's a nicer balance that doesn't unduly create responsibilities for the user and at the same time doesn't make the user not have any responsibilities at all. So it really depends on what value governments put on the use of drones. On a personal consumption level, it's always harder to make a case because people just see it as a hobby. Right, but if you're talking about people making a living out of it, maybe wedding photographers, wedding videographers,
people doing real estate who want to take pictures of properties, they are the ones who would really be most affected by such regulations. And I think everywhere in the world, people are still trying to figure out the, the right balance. And the, the situation would, would constantly change because the technology is still very fluid. How do you think we can have a better legislative framework that strikes more balance with various concerns while not hampering growth and potential? I mentioned Hong Kong just now as an example of a country that has taken a more balanced approach to regulation. Sometimes regulation involves not doing anything for a while to see how not just uh, users of the technology in your own country are behaving, but also how uh, users in other countries are behaving. And I think, as I mentioned just now, you know, the technology is so fluid and it's a double-edged sword. If the technology becomes highly reliable, it means that there will probably be less accidents, more responsible usage. Uh, but if it becomes super reliable, people may then think that, oh, then it makes it a perfect tool for terrorists, for instance, or maybe people with bad intentions, they want to use it to spy on people. So it really depends on the starting point. If your starting point is assume good faith, assume responsible usage, a wait and see approach in terms of how other countries are dealing with it, I think it's, it's better. Uh, but if you are m more afraid of people abusing the technology, then unfortunately the, the best way forward is regulation. But then you need to be mindful of the sort of uh, consequences that it has. On a personal level, I think on consumers, well, they just lose a hobby. But there are people who do increasingly use drones as, as a form of livelihood to uh, make their work even more relevant and, and cutting edge. And... Um, I think in the interim, now that we have the laws passed, the best thing we can do is to consciously desire to fine-tune it. Because in Singapore, once laws are passed, they don't get changed for a very long time. Uh, but in this particular area, which is technology-dependent, I think there should be a channel open uh, for various stakeholders to be consulted and to give their opinions. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.